forget what I said. Hey, girls and gays. Girls and gays. Hey, girls and gays. Welcome back to another episode of I Said What I Said. I am your host, Makundwa. And I am your co-host with the absolute most, Nyakwezi. This is the podcast where we close the gap between who we are and who we want to be. And where we are and where we want to be. Mind you, I'm so glad we did this. I've been listening to podcasts where I don't know who's who. So I think splitting up the intro helps people associate voices Uh. to a name. Yeah, and you, mind you, our voices aren't that different. Eh? No, they really are. Mine's deeper. And mine's and more, more listenable to. No. Like, <laughs> mine is, I'm the girl next door. Not I'm... doing this for you, darling. Not today. <laughs> the perky bums. <laughs> the cute attitude. No, yeah. So today is a special episode, as Very it always special. is. We are, we've passed the year mark, everybody. Can you believe it? Yes, so we are on episode 59 this which would is be, this would be a child if we only had to feed them like once a week do you know what i mean yeah yeah we've had we've birthed a whole baby yeah my darling definitely on the internet forever we love her mm. so to commemorate over a year of grinding of consistency <laughs> of bringing you quality content of sharing and discussing and engaging and being in your ear drums every week we're gonna do a and a episode today Thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions. It was so funny, Nyaki. So basically, people sent and I said, hey, guys, me and you, right? We put a story up on Instagram and yeah. we we're like, send in questions, it's a Q&A. And people were like, how do I get over generational trauma? What's the point <laughs> of living? And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, we meant like, what's your favorite color? What kind of boys do you like? So would you eat pizza on a first day? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so thank you to everyone who also just sent in the vapid questions as well for humoring us. We're going to get into it right away. Okay. I'm new here. Where are you from? What's your first language? Let's also throw in the other one of what do you do for a living? Oh, yes. Okay. So where we are, we are from Uganda. Our first language is English. Speak for yourself. Where are you from, bitch? Speak for yourself. Fine. I'm from Uganda. I'm from the exotic land of Uganda. Um, First language is English. That's why I sound literally like the queen's eggs. And um, what do we do for a living? Yes. Oh, I'm a voiceover artist, full-time voiceover artist. Um, I am... Yeah, what? My first language and only language is English. I did learn some French, but I lost it all. Pourquoi? Because I think the thing about language is you have to be... It's like a lesson in failing publicly, and I wasn't ready at all. Maybe now I'd be. Um, and I, so they also asked what we studied, what unis we went to. Oh, right, 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 right. So I studied film in England and Reading and I, what did I do after? I kind of dabbled in startups. I had a startup that didn't start in England. Uh, it was great. It was awesome though. It was great fun and really hectic. Mm-hmm. And then I came to SA and it's I fantastic. did. fantastic. You'll tell us what it is later. I did recruitment. Um, and now I provide audio services on the internet. So that ranges from voiceovers to audio editing services. I edit people's podcasts. Um, I also do end to end. So I, if a client needs a voiceover for a YouTube video, I can write the script as well. I do that. That's all on Fiverr and Upwork. Um, big ups those two platforms if you want to make some Mm. side income. And then I also have a desk job. I have a day job, which I'm loving. There's nothing nicer when when you have to live on your side income 
That's hectic. When your side income actually becomes a side income, like a supplementary, I feel so rich. I feel so nasty, so rude. I feel so good. <laughs> yeah, she comes home really with that rude face on every day. Yeah, wow. I know. Money does it to you. I need that thing. Yeah, so I work full time on Fiverr and Upwork. Um, so <laughs> with that um, unreliable income, boop, boop. Um, so what gang, I gang. Said, <laughs> gang, gang. Instability. Uh, yeah, <laughs> instability hoes. Late invoices. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> All right, but I studied architecture. And, um, literally, oh, and then I practiced for two weeks <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was like, no, I don't think this is for me guys. So then I went and did everything else and then eventually got retrenched and landed in, um, this voiceover is what I'm doing now. How did you get the, why would, why on earth would you think you could do voiceover? Like, how did that even come to your mind? Um, well, look, I've always, always played with my voice and always like, um, been good at storytelling like in community groups and whatever when it came to like either reading things out or whatever people always loved the way I narrated stuff and then when I heard that you could offer services online and voiceovers was a thing I had no idea what that was I thought well let me fucking try this thing and I did and it just started taking off nice slowly but surely and again why that's why I'm better at an Australian accent than you are dream one darling no really you're not good eh what about Russian? You're, they're going to come for you. Well, the Russian girls and gays. Why can we, why can we? No, there's sudden accidents. Nobody's safe. Nobody's so wait, safe. why did you study, genuinely, why did you study architecture? Do you not you have the African parents? Oh, you were born like years later. You were born a decade later than me. When I was born, my parents were still African. And so you couldn't just go and do the arts. Like I wanted to be a musician, but I also wanted a gap year. Mm. And my parents were like so so you'll study science. And so then, <laughs> so funny, science, that equals science. <laughs> Love it. Wow. I know. So then, yeah, I, then the kind of the marrying of arts and science was architecture. So I applied like with tears in my eyes and I happened yeah. to get in cause I'm that bitch. Um, yeah. Okay. Hectic man. I know. Okay. What's your, what does that feel like? <laughs> what? Last question. Does it feel like wasted time, wasted years or not? And why? Uh, it did at first, but it doesn't now because I told myself that all the dots always connect. And mm. then because I lived um, like 15, oh, I don't know, I can't do the math, 10 years after my degree. Um, and I've I've now seen the benefits. It was basically used like as a business card to get into jobs because now I didn't want to use my architecture degree for anything. So then to get into any other job after that, that would maybe like more menial or more, oh, I don't want to like talk badly about any jobs, but more like certain like service jobs, like, um, low skill secretariat. Yes. Yes. Low school job. There we go. People would just trust me off the bat because I had this architectural degree. So it was really handy there. But then I think it also did teach me to think laterally and creatively. And it showed me that it gave, it was a big confidence boost. Cause this thing that I wasn't even interested in, number one, I got in number mm. two, I graduated in the top quarter of the class. Um, and I didn't even care about it. Mm. So it really did give me that confidence boost, um, that, you know, I'm, I'm good creatively. Um, and, and, you know, my brain works, you know, well, I guess mm. you wouldn't tell that by what I'm, how I'm speaking right now. No, you need to slow down. Take you, your time. It's you're allowed. You're allowed to. I ask that question because I think a lot of us study things, this generation and they don't use them. 
we don't use them. So, oh. yeah, I think a lot of people might have might be in well, that situation. If you said that, yeah, look. So, yeah. Because I, so I guess the only, the piece of advice that I'd give is if you find yourself in that situation and you have to be there, then bitch, you have to be there. So you can flip your perspective on it. Um, and know that, and I guess I can speak now from, from experience, all the dots do connect. Um, and it has helped me in those ways that I've just said now, even just knowing that I'm inherently creative. And so, and I've used those creative skills to make money. So on Fiverr, um, I've done, uh, design jobs and there are lots of free design programs online like Canva. Um, and I've, you know, created business cards and all sorts of things for people, that came from my experience in architecture where I learned mm. about composition and color and okay. So nothing's ever wasted. So nothing's ever wasted. Oh. And so even if you're somewhere that you don't want to be, but you have to be there or it feels that you have to be there, like you won't die hopefully. And once you don't die and you're out at the other end, a dot will connect somewhere. Like, cause because I believe that life ultimately holds you. Yeah. So oh, sorry, to- sorry to laugh. Like, so a lot of people do kill themselves in uni. So like oh. when you're like, oh, you won't die. I mean, some people just literally do. Yeah. If you, yeah. Yeah, well. Oh, you're not speaking to those hosts? <laughs> Is that it? Well, they're not here, are they? Well, it's not. If you if you can survive, then um, it can get better. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. And I think I have a diverging. I think you, there's always a choice. So even if you feel, you know, don't have to be anywhere. So if your parents are forced to, you do have the choice to refuse and then they might disown you and then you might be homeless. And yeah. so those are choices. We're always just picking the one that's like least painful. Um, and that's like, yeah, most tolerable. So yeah. there, there is always a choice. And that feels good to know that I'm just picking the one that has like the least damage. Yeah. It's also like empowering. Kind of linked to this, someone mm-hmm. else asked, so what did you study in uni? But their second question was, and what made you do a podcast, Mukundwa? Oh, specifically, I think, so I felt that I wasn't listening to the conversations I wanted to hear. And so I just created a podcast Look like that her. simply. Yeah, there was just no place. I really wanted something that was... I love Super Soul Sunday and I, I'm like always, always consuming Oprah's work, but she's maybe 60 now. And that's also a very different like level of problems. And I wanted something that just felt real. Like how can I, I want to discuss self dev and also ass eating and also dating and also like struggling with the first job and uni and friend, all these things that just, she's not dealing with at the moment. So Mm. I just felt there was a gap in what I wanted to listen to for this kind of thing that like is self-dev, but like back on our bullshit mm. and messy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me ask you another one. Do you think that your personality traits align with your star sign? Yes. Full stop. And you? <laughs> Hundred. Um, I don't know, but I think that's how Gemini's feel. Like when it's good, I'm like, fuck yes, Gemini. But when it's not, I'm like, look, Gemini's are mad. Yeah. I don't... Star signs are far. I mean, how do you feel about... I know I took star signs way too far. I'd enter rooms and I'd be like, what's your star sign? I went to an interview once and the two managers were interviewing me and I was like, wait, sorry, what's your star sign? Are you fucking serious? Yeah, this is for the film, the the producer role. Did you get that job? I did. They were like, um, Leo. And I was like, I can totally... I could tell from the website. I could tell from your picture. And she just looked at me. So, yeah, I mean, I think, look, I just think it's easy to take too far. That's why no one has the conversations that you want to hear. It's because the conversations you want are fucking weird. I'm so dead. Yeah, that was a bit far. I took that too far. Hmm. Gosh. All right. What are the favorite things that you're currently reading and watching? 
Okay, I only, I don't read, really. So there's only one book and it's The Course of Love by Alain de Botton. I'm gonna, none of you bought from my Amazon affiliate, so I've been kicked <laughs> off by Amazon. But also we don't support her, so just That's as well. True. I got there just in time. As everyone started hating Jeff Be- Bezos, I got kicked off. So this works <laughs> perfectly. And you were like, yes, actually. Actually. So I'm gonna link, Um, I don't know what, I'll just send, I'll put the name in the description box. <laughs> To his own Patreon. And um, did you say also, listen, did they say listening? Watching. Watching. What are you watching at the moment? I've just finished Sex, sex Education and it, it gives me the giggles. It's like this utopic world, which is nice to see. Mm. Um, like, you know. These They're people, getting bullied. I don't know what's. Uh, in terms of the, the mix in the school, like oh. all the races almost get equal representation and everyone's cute, no mm. matter how dark or light or whatever, tall or brown or skinny or big. Like it's, it's you know, they try to balance it out as much as they can. Um, and yeah, so it's lots of fun, but then it talks about the weird things, um, that we feel and discover as teens and even older about sex. And that's just fun to, to watch and relate to and remember. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of sex, someone asked, um, (laughs) wait, I want to answer about reading. Yes, please. My favorite series. So I've just finished the Aragon series, which I think I tried to get everyone to read a while ago. No one read on this podcast. I tried to recommend it. How would you ever know? That well, no one read it. You don't even get you. You literally don't you block people from following you anyway. My fans haven't reached out, and now my favorite series is um, over there. Please pass it. Children of Blood and Bone um, by Tomi Tomi Adeyemi. Children of Blood and Bone is her first book, um, and her second book that's just come out is Children of. Uh, of virtue and vengeance it is fucking awesome it is fantasy but all black people it's amazing so it really it takes place it feels like it takes place in western africa in west africa i think it does some of the names are very nigeria um ghana and it's magic and fantasy and it's all africans and it's just so wonderful to like read of these amazing things people are doing and they're not like white elves with sharp noses and pointy ears like it's Mm. black like dark black people and all sorts of the ranges but it's all people it's all black people actually yeah um not other people of of color but that's really nice so that's what i'm watching sorry guys (laughs) the the segregation dream (laughs) but at least poc can relate i may i don't know actually i can't speak for them yeah that sounds like a yeah no you love that book i literally love it so segueing back to sex somebody asked um this is more to me but i feel like this relates to you too is sex back on the table in 2020 and if so what is the official sex act of the year speaking of sex my chiropractor (laughs) while he's rubbing my back and putting his elbow and everything is like yeah we're gonna get you more nuki this year isn't it (laughs) I said, listen, Wayne, yes. Okay. He's How did brilliant. you know? I love him. How do we attract all these weirdos? I love it. Yeah. So yes, definitely. Sex is back on the table for you. Definitely. I'm not trying to think of how and whom and where. Okay. I just, it would be so nice to have a good. A good shagging. A good, a good shagging. dogging down. <laughs> a good root. A good root. Root, 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 right. right. Oh, stop, God, stop, stop, I can't stop. Even, can't manage. <laughs> for me, yes. Um, date, I'm open to dating this year. Yeah. And that. I'm not going to have sex probably unless I love the person. Not necessarily in love. Well, look, for me, they're very similar in any case. But I definitely need an emotional connection. So that's mm. something I have. I have no. It's all shut down down there. Like, I have no interest. <laughs> I have no sexual inclinations ever anymore. And I think that's. That might be a medical condition now that I'm talking you, it through. Do you wank that on, sounds a little medical. Do you wank on a schedule then? 
Um, yes. Sometimes I get around. Like, sometimes I'm just in the mood. Yeah. Other times I'm not. And I it's for sleep. It's for sleep or because it's, like, it's free and it's, like, healthy. So, like, you Whoa. can do as many as you can. Like, why not? Like, nothing... You only benefit from a wang. Okay, I have to ask a question. Yes. Now, I heard... So, um, Raquel Savage, one of the people we follow, used to say that um, you can't, like... You can't vibrate your uh, clitoris into non-sensitivity, right? Like, yeah. you can't over-vibrate. Yeah. But, bitch, I've been having to use higher and higher settings. Mm-hmm. What's that about? Once, So, once when I was about... I was 16, I went on this forum online. <laughs> a chat room. And maybe it was a sex chat room. And I wrote... I've wanked so much, I can't feel my vagina. Like, is that, is it possible to outwank your clitoris? And they're like, you're clearly a man. You're a troll. No real woman would do that. No self, no self-respecting woman would wank herself into living. I'm like, all your bitches is my sons. You guys are idiots, dog. So I've, yeah. Um, okay. Hmm. Higher setting. That happened to me. Yeah. For sure. I've mixed it up now. I'm, I use my hand too, but that is, that's, I think that's relatable. Like, I think you do need a higher setting or cha- a change of scenery somehow. Mm. So like what a lot of people do is change position. So if you sit on your back, they might suggest, people might suggest being on all fours, like switching it up a bit mm. or having, changing your pressure point. So your vibrator has the same, it doesn't change shape, right? So how it touches, how it like interacts with your clitoris is the same. So mm. you'd, you'd want to get like another one. Just so that the pressure point is different and you can have a different experience. And that will be my birthday present. Thank you. To for me to you. Yep. I told you the budget. I told you the budget already. <laughs> now I told you I'd find I'll get you the womanizer. You. I'm getting that for myself. The one that sucks. I think that's the one that like sucks your clitoris. I'm not going to lie. I'm not excited about that. Oh, okay. All right. That's fine. I'll tell you what to get me. <laughs> <laughs> Mukundra, do you floss your teeth? Um, if so, how often? If no, why not? I've, so I went to my dentist in October and I was like, oh God, like, do I have to floss? And like, if so, like how often? He's like, yeah, literally you only have to floss the teeth you want to keep. Like, don't even sweat it. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, he's trying to say I have to floss it. So apparently he's supposed to floss every day. I floss every day. Floss. (laughs) I floss every day. You know that I live with you. I use an electric toothbrush. She's lying, guys. I floss every day. I use an electric toothbrush, which makes your teeth feel so polished and wonderful. So I would strongly suggest an electric toothbrush too. Um, And I actually, what brand is your floss? Oh, I would there also, we go thank you <laughs> darling it's because I, we ran out of floss so she doesn't floss every day I do floss every day and also a hack a really important one um, this will fly over a lot of your heads because some of you don't even use loofers so you wouldn't know but they're these things that you can wash your body with they're like these hands these um like loo- showering gloves hands, showering right? gloves but they're like sisal they are netting they're metal netting if you it's rub those metal. across what are they darling it's honestly it's just like i can't even it's say like no. fibers okay it's washing fi- but it is quite rough on yeah. your skin yeah if you have those use those ar- along your teeth and you'll feel how smooth they are yeah uh so hug. mukundra hasn't done any research she doesn't know if this takes off the top layer of your of your teeth do you or really not. think she that doesn't take, know do, you, do you honestly yeah. d- darling believe mukundra, that it's for scrubbing your dirty ass body da- you're crazy you think my dermis is harder than my enamel well, Have you thought about what you just said? It, I don't know. I don't know what happens. Actually, in the this is such a good segue about if we fight or not. I like that question. <laughs> Do you I, guys ever bicker? Never. 
So we bicker. It used to be every day. Yeah. Yeah. I think some people, people have asked me this a lot. Like, oh, you seem best of friends. You guys argue, do you bicker? How do you argue? They also asked, how do we manage to have conflict without it being aggressive? Um, can I go first? Yeah. So me and Yak's relationship, it feels unusual to me because the kind of effort we put in is what I think I see a lot of married couples putting in after one of them is cheated. Like when you have to go to therapy, <laughs> when you have to rehabilitate, when you have to now be honest and you have Wait, to be... <laughs> we started on crisis mode. A <laughs> hundred. hundred. So often when people are at the ends and there's nothing else to turn to and you have to be real with each other and honest and like conflict and problem solve is what me and Yak are doing as a platonic, clearly um, sister-sister relationship. So we do a lot of workshopping of how we communicate, of like even having templates for how to talk to each other, Mm. templates for how we ask questions so we don't offend each other, um, talking about our triggers. So we do bicker and this is the hardest, this is definitely the, the most taxing relationship I have. And it is equally the most rewarding because it's so taxing. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's, we do bicker, but we mm. work, we just work so hard every single day at putting our egos aside and, mm. and finding not the truth and not who's right, but a common ground, like mm. a working solution. Mm. And mm. that's hard. It's very hard. Mm. I think, what do you think is our main goal? Is it like peace or what is it? Joy? Like for everyone in the home? Oh, oh. In terms of us. Yeah. I think it's if harmony. If it's not what's right, harmony. I think yeah, it's yeah, honestly yeah. just harmony about, yeah. you know, it can be wrong, but if it's what, wrong, quote unquote, but if it's what you yeah. want, how can we then yeah. compromise? Because I think the key is um, uh, fundamentally, you are the person that I want to spend this time with, for example, therefore it's worth going through all of that shit. So um, I wouldn't go through this with someone that, I can do this with anyone, but not everyone's worth it. If you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, when we have harmony, is it then boring? Like, do we actually have things in common? Like, so my relationship with you and everything's going well is wonderful. So it's worth putting in the work to make sure everything's going well. Hectic, eh? Like beyond wonderful. Yeah. It helps me grow. Everything, everything. Yeah. It's lit. Yeah. Another deep question. What's your favorite vegetable? I can't wait to answer this. I love red pepper. Red pepper is such a whore. Is and she? I love her. Fuck. Def- Have you seen the bulbous, like those, the shape? It's true. And then she shines. Thick. Yeah, no, no, no. Big whore. Those bugs. Big whore energy. And you? Definitely. Oh, I have two. Okay. The one is mealies, green mealies. The don't, two... People don't know what mealies are. Maize. What, what? Corn. 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 <laughs> but it's not those silly yellow ones that you find in the shop. Those little ones that are sweet. Not sweet corn. The ones, those big, the big corn. Love it. That mama sell on the side of the road. Yes. And if you don't, if you live in a country with no mamas or sides of the roads to sell things on, it's the ones like in the movies with fields of corn. It's usually those ones. And then you boil it. A little bit of salt. And then it's nice. I don't share that. I hid that. When my dad came to visit last, I hid them. It's crazy. Like you hid it from your own dad. Yeah. Well, I didn't feel that bad because I had a feeling it would be like a bit of a... Wasted on him. (laughs) Yeah. And he would take the best part of it. And then my, my other favorite vegetable is matoke which is green bananas from Uganda. So it's not the bananas that go yellow here, but they're quite starchy and they don't get very sweet. And we eat them as um, as a starch in Uganda. Nothing Stunning. beats matoke. And I think we have that all in in a couple sub-Saharan... Sub-Saharan such a big... Okay, southeastern countries. Southeastern. Like I know, I think Malawi might have its own version. Of I matoke? Think Zim might ha- I think so. 
What am I thinking of? Um, pup. You're thinking of pup, which is what is it called? It's called pin- Sadza. Um, uh, shout out to all the Zimbabweans. We have a few Zimbabwean listeners. Listen, you're fucking obsessed. If you want Zimbab- to taste, if you do, jump into my DMs if you're Zimbabwean. Love you. Because <laughs> Zimbabweans pup is premium. If you think you know, pup, also just they're premium. I love Zimbabweans. I've are. never met a Zimbabwean I didn't like. That's true. That's actually very true. Do we sound white? Um, Saying that kind of thing. I don't know. On that note, would you rather wake up with a baby to take care of or with one arm? Oh, bit, bit. The only job, <laughs> the only serious job on this planet is raising another human. And that's the one job no one asks for qualifications or background checks for. If the people I see being parents can be parents, I can definitely be one. So I'm ready. <laughs> Having a child, yeah, Your no, I'm qualification ready. is so whack, Mukundra. But anyway. <laughs> well, what would you have? One arm or a baby? The thing is, if I choose You're to wake up with one arm, life. I know I'm going to have a baby later anyway. Then <laughs> <laughs> you have, no, that's shitty. Then you have one arm, no, fuck all that noise. I think, I that's hectic. probably, I mean, me and my life right now, probably, probably a, baby. a baby. I could do a baby easily. I'll quickly fly them to Rwanda. My mom can take care of them for a little while. Listen to you. Yeah. So someone said, I love Ooh. this bitch. Wait, I have to read this. What's the highest you can count to? <laughs> Listen, bitch, I can count as high as I need to. <laughs> I actually can't do hundreds of thousands. Are you serious? Yeah. I thought that was going to be a joke. Sorry, apologies, oh. listener. You're no, actually- I actually struggle. Even at work, I send figures to my boss. I can't do hundreds of thousands. I just discovered this week. I what struggle with that. As in, I don't know how to say, how do you say this number? Oh, here we go. I can say any number, hey? Really? I can I can honestly count up to um I can count as high as I don't know a billion after a billion is a trillion. I probably in the billions I'd start getting confused. But yeah. How do you say this number? Four hundred and eighty five thousand two hundred and seventy. Wow. How would you have okay, said it? Okay, say it again, but use You do another one and tell me how you would have said it. This is news to me. No, say but say the currency. Say rands. 398,752 rands. Oh, see, so I would have said 398,000 rand, 752. <laughs> and then she stuck it. She's like, what? 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 <laughs> Anyhow. Oh, God. That's, a, that's That was funny. such a good question. Oh, my God. I can't believe that was a good question. Oh, I like this question. Mm-hmm. Wait. What are some of the ways you both hold each other accountable without being aggro? Oh, that's lovely. Um... Now, if it's for your own goal, no, 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 me and you. Yes, I oh. mean, so if I if I'm holding you accountable for your goals, like you've decided this week no sugar, and then like you want a cookie, um, that's quite easy. Like you know, it's it's just easy to kind of remind you, hey, Kunda, remember you said, and then you can fight back if you want, and then I let you have a cookie if you want to have one or whatever, whatever mm. the thing is. That's just a silly example. Um, if it's in communication, I know your pattern. So I know that like, if we've had, if there's been a bit of a heated moment, then I know that it's never best to, um, accost you immediately because then you, you're already on the train, the train's moving. And like, that's your theory. You know, I've never agreed to that. That's your theory that you stick by, which is true, but I still haven't officially agreed anyway. So I just Mm. wait till this train has like destination arrived at the terminus you know and then and then i can bring it up later okay i think i i struggle i don't think i'm that good at holding you accountable in healthy ways i think i'm very you just come for my neck and then yes actually i think i'm very invested in what you say you're going to do and so 
I let it, I like take it personally. Um, and then by the time I get to you, I'm sad for you or disappointed for you, not mm. in you, but just for you, all that stuff. And that's not healthy. So I, I think I'm still learning how to do that. Yeah. How if you say you're having, you're eating like raw this week and then tomorrow it's now McDonald's. Which I've never done. <laughs> That overwhelms me. It overwhelms me that when I feel like you can't keep promises to yourself. Yes. And actually what I've done to, um, to, because I've noticed that you do that is mm. I don't tell you my big thing or I caveat things. I'm like, I want to, I think when I was, especially when I, um, before I got healed of my gluten intolerance, mm. you should all go to hypnotherapists if you want to clear your allergies. We'll link it in the bio. Link, but he's, oh yeah, he does. He does Skype, Skype sessions. He's fucking amazing. Yeah. He and he's does. Australian. So a lot of you going to, you're going to relate. Only like 50% or less. Now that I know that, fuck. Man, no, but I'm you so thought disgusting. that there were no black people in Sydney. Now they are. Did I, Nyak, when did I say, when did I say that? Be- I can name the, oh one, gosh. I can name two. Do you two. know what? <laughs> Okay. Before you were healed of gluten intolerance. Right. You always used to remind me, hey, but that's got gluten. Or, hey, but that's got gluten. I'm going to need to take an antihistamine. You're going to need to da, da, da. And, and, I, and I knew that. And so what I would do then is I wouldn't tell you or I wouldn't let you know when I was going to do a thing that you'd need to, like, remind me of the things that I know. So, like, now if I decide this is going to be a raw week, I always, then I'd caveat it and be like, um, it'll be mostly raw. Instead of saying, I'm going to do raw vegan this week, um, hard and fast. It'd be mostly raw, but I might, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. question back, because I think this is actually a great case study, because I think there are loads of people who are like me in the way I hold you accountable. Yeah. And getting overly invested where it's none of my business. Yeah. And loads of people like you who make statements or like promises yeah. that just aren't kept yeah. to, yeah. to the outside eye. Yeah. So... Isn't it important to consider what the effects of you continuously breaking promises to yourself does for the community around you in, in terms of how they think you take yourself seriously or not versus even them taking you seriously or not? Yeah. Isn't that a thing? Yeah, I need to figure that one out because literally that's ev- that's if, if I stopped sharing the things that I aspire to, mm. I wouldn't share anything. Like because mm. I, I thought about it and unfortunately um I don't quite know it for, for me to arrive at a thing and be certain, I don't even know what that looks like to be, be what my ideals change, um, day to day, week to week. They really, really do. Um, and yeah. So if I was to share none of that, I would probably share nothing and it would be lonely for me. So Mm. I think, I think it's probably for me to have a conversation with whoever is in my space, like you, for example, and to find out one, if there's a way either that you don't, I don't know, don't take things personally or seriously or two that I communicate things differently, which I think I've started to do in that mm-hmm. saying things like, um, I want to do like a raw cleanse. It's going to be mostly raw. Like I might break it a few times, but I want to be mostly raw, which is I think closer to the truth than I'm going to be purely raw for seven days. But does that dull your shine? Like, did you actually just want to say I'm going to be raw and believe it, even if it might change tomorrow? No, because actually um, failing myself feels very bad too. Mm. So saying I'm going to be raw for a week and then I stop at six days feels as shitty as if I stopped on two. So um, it's just easier for me to say I'm going to be most mostly raw and and then put in all the caveats. Like I had whispers yesterday. I'm going to be mostly raw, sometimes cook vegan. And if I want um, chocolate or, or anything outside of then I will. I will allow myself those like lapses and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will not do, you know, anyway, I don't go there as much as I can. Yeah. Like I had, a, I think I had a little bit of your mints on my nachos yesterday and I didn't freak out. Like 
it's fine because I'm mostly raw, mostly vegan, da 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 da. And so then I have such, uh, then I, I'm creating l- l- more and more loose uh, guidelines for myself that allow me to to still keep on the path that I want to, but uh-huh. not be so rigid that 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 it is more and more things to fail at, basically. So I can't mm. fail at now. All the, the, the things that I've just said now, I can't fail at that. It being mostly raw, relaxed when I want to. I can have chocolate when if I, I can't fail at that. So then how do you achieve anything if you don't set parameters because you don't want to fail? So h- having loose guidelines helps you achieve more. Okay, let me say it this way. When I don't, when I fail at the guidelines, I beat myself up much more that's much more detrimental to me in the long run or in the goal of itself i feel like because i failed i might as well quit Mm. but if i keep it loose then it's something that i can keep going i could do this for a month i could i could do this for a year this is this could be the way i live but if it's very strict then it's just so easy to fail i love that yes that's very true right and and i know for myself i'm not saying that i'm going to include um, meat and milk and so th- those things I know I'm not doing so I know there are some guidelines or some borders some hard borders but I'm not going to be as rigid as I'm going to be fully raw okay understood yeah. it's interesting because I just think it's something I thought about a lot about how how I perceive people when they don't keep promises to me or mm. commitments to me or to themselves and how much it's really people have maybe one or two chances like one and a half and thinking about the times, time and time and again, I've broken my commitments. Mm. Like with my closest friends, especially promising Skypes. Yeah. Always with the people who love me the most is where I just break commitments mm. so easily. And thinking about how it's interesting because with the people who love you the most, there's so much grace. Mm. Um, you have often and often, and well, with some people, unlimited times to kind of fuck up. But yeah, I've been thinking about that. That if Mukundra, if all I am is my word to people who don't know me, that's first of all that's such a hard it's so hard to fulfill that standard with everybody who knows me but it's also just very real and very true Mm. so just it's just such an interesting idea just generally it is an interesting idea but i also think that some like some leeway is should be considered for yourself as well so if all you have is your word but then how how rigid then do you make your word that's one thing i've had to learn for myself with someone that changes their mind so often and like i really felt like meeting up on wednesday you know two days ago but now wednesday's come and i just don't feel like it like how so how do i tailor my word to suit who i am um how do i give myself space within my word so instead of saying yeah i'll definitely be there would be i'll I'll get back to you on wednesday if i can make it for example, Mm -hmm. like just giving myself. And then on Wednesday, I make sure I get back to them and then I can decide like as last minute as Wednesday, if I'm coming or not. Um, Yeah. I like like that. that. So you just make it easier for yourself. Yes. So there's still a word involved and keeping to it, but it's like making that easier. decisions around. And and I think that that's one thing, but I think what I want you to, or what I want to say as well is that there are other um, measurements um, or parameters that you, you fail other people by or could fail other people by. And that I think we all need to be more graceful with each other. So, for example, um, if someone really uh, valued, if I tell you something, um, I would like you, that it's important that you remember it. And that for me means you, you take me seriously or value me. And there, there are countless things that you've forgotten, not maliciously, but you've forgotten that I've told you. And if, if I decided that that is the measure, um, that is the hard measure of if Mukundra values me or our friendship, then that wouldn't be helpful. So I've learned to 
And I think I've learned to, to be more relaxed with you with that, as I think probably you have with my word as well. So it's like... R- I think r- there's a difference. I hear what you mean, but I think there's a difference between the two. I don't think it's an equal... You know, well, comparison. it feels like it... Because <sighs> keeping your word... Keeping your word is a standard you created and that you've agreed to on your own terms. So no one asked you to say you can make it. Whereas when it's something to remember, that's a skill. Keeping your word is more of like a discipline. It's, it's the, who created the, who created the parameters and the consent are just very different. Okay. How about this? Say I've asked you, and I'm going to use this example because it's today, not that it's deep. Okay. Um, I asked you some time ago, I showed you which my favorite fork was. And um, I said, please don't use this fork um, or don't take it outside the home because I know sometimes you might forget it out and it's really important to me and I don't want this fork to get lost. And then today it was gone. And it was way gone. (laughs) You're taking it to work and you're like, what, is this fork ours? Like, I really thought I had taken this from the office. So so for me, that was something we, that you had then agreed to, that we, you know, that I had told you how important that was to me. it was like a promise had been made to me in in the same way okay. that when I give you my word, it's like a promise is being made. So then for you to forget that, if I, if it, it could feel like that you don't, mm-hmm. you don't value me, mm-hmm. but that's not it. So then, then it could be like, but then how can I trust you? And do I have to tell you things 17 times? Um, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I do, I do feel like that there are other parameters to other people that are as important to you as this one might be like yeah, keeping your yeah. word might be to you. Um, I think the difference. So with, okay. So with strangers or people who are less close, uh, less close yeah. colleagues, um, and like associates, etc. their own point of interaction with you is people keeping their words. Okay. So if, yeah. So if you're supposed to meet at this time, that's a deliverable. That's all you have. Yeah. You don't love each other. There's no stake in the game besides the interaction that we both benefit from that you have put your word into. Yeah. So in that case, um, that's where that is parallel to none. There's yeah. nothing else, but our word we have with people we don't love or don't care about that much. Now, when it comes to, I understand what you mean in terms of you're saying we have people have different values that they uphold at the very top of their pyramid of what matters. Yeah. So you're saying for me, it must be keeping the word and for you, it might be something else and they can be like an equal. Um, I understand that. I, I know what you mean. I, I just don't really see it that way Yeah. still, because I think, I think it really is a different situation. Yeah. Not that it's not, not that it's not important. It's just different. I don't think I. Th- I don't see what the equivalence is. What's the point actually of the of making the um, parallel? What's it to show me? Um, it's. I understand. I think it's to show you. I think it. Look, it really was relating to me keeping my promises to myself. For example, that really shake you so much. Whereas, um, you keeping promises. Okay. In that context, not oh, so much. Oh, okay. You know, can I trust you in total? Oh, so you're saying as much as that shakes me, something like the fork situation, when I don't remember things, shakes you. Yeah, things that are important to me. Yes. Oh, all right. Yeah. I understand that. You're going to ask the next one. Okay. Yes. Um, I was asking, did you enjoy school? And how did you stay motivated? I did enjoy school. It was it was yeah, a mixed thing. So I did enjoy school. I was bullied at first. High school. So I was bullied at first, but I had an agenda. I was really, really focused. Mm. So um, very strategic about how I made friends. Yeah, the bullying and the racism was hard and strange and difficult to navigate because it wasn't really 
it wasn't really I mean it was a school with white people run by white people so how would they even understand microaggressions then with motivation I think I had my eye on the bigger picture so I knew that would be a gateway to do anything if you get a certain in my school with my schooling system I did if you get a certain amount of points doesn't matter what subjects you'd be allowed into I basically had to make sure I could get into any school in the world and if I could then I had options especially because I didn't want to go to uni so you didn't want to go to uni not really I had nothing I wanted to study so like Mm. film was just I thought okay I have to settle on something parents are still African like I have to go So I did arts, but it was the idea of since I don't want to do anything, let me have my options open Mm. because I was considering zoology as well. Um, That's interesting. Didn't know that, did ya? Yeah. So that's, I kept myself motivated by knowing I'd never have to work that hard again. And I never have worked that hard again. And I'm happy I kept that promise to myself. (laughs) What about you? Yes, I I enjoyed school, eh? So I was the popular kid in primary school. I had a gang and I, like, I was the leader of, like... Primary school? Yeah. Darling, you're talking about school, school. No, no, just let me, let me have my time to shine. Then when I got to high school, like, people used to come and ask, like, we always sit together in a group, like, 20 strong. And then people come ask me if they could sit with us for lunch. And I'd be like, what the, yeah just sit like I don't know what's going on and then when I got to high school and I didn't have that I was like fuck I was popular shit blew it um but I then I enjoyed high school because I loved rules and it was because it was uh as a people pleaser it was it was a a handbook on how to get it right because it was a checklist of how to get it right like as a people pleaser that was just heaven for me so I just did it all like you know I, I, I just did it all. I followed all the rules, got it all right, you know, was head girl, like enjoy myself. And then I got to university and it all went to shit because nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> so how did I stay motivated in you? So it was e- easy to stay motivated in school. But then in uni, I literally, I had to take it day by day. I got, um, and knowing that all I had to do was finish my degree. Mm. And I got through, literally, I got through my last year by reading, um, Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now and I would go out every day at lunch and I would just like meditate by looking at the trees and like it was almost as if I was in a trance like I nearly lost my my mind no jokes so that's how I got stayed motivated it was fuck it was hell it was fucking hell um now I would go back and just like do philosophy and all sorts of fun things but would you do philosophy since I started listening to Alain de Botton, he's like sexy as in today as in today like (laughs) that brain is sexy yeah okay someone asked how this is a question about them hmm <laughs> that's that okay, first of all the, the homework was very very straightforward kids it was supposed to be about us okay let's answer this one what effect does your working relationship have on you both that's so sweet what does that even mean what working relationship oh the podcast is this a, literally is this work to you it's not because you just show up <laughs> I'm that brilliant. Um, hmm. It used to be a point of tension because I did no work and Mukunda wanted um, like shared responsibility. Yeah, definitely. But then she wouldn't let me do any work. Like, I didn't trust she you didn't because me- the word thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been tough. It's been tough. So after we understood, oh, your strength is this, my strength is that. And also after she almost kicked me off the podcast, like she was like, listen, bitch, I'll kick you off. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I sanction it. And then she was like, "Uh?" and then, um, but then having that freedom, knowing that, uh, you know, that she was openly looking and that I didn't have to be here. Um, I think freed us up both somehow. Uh, 
a cool story, bro. Mine's a little different. <laughs> yeah, I think it freed up Nyak a lot, knowing that she didn't... So yes, I was looking for another host. Um, yeah, and I think Nyaki... That f- yeah, Nyak felt really freed by that. We also, as Nyak said, found our rhythm more. Um, but in terms of how that affects our relationship, not any more than anything else, to be perfectly honest. We, we're we as happy with each other or annoyed as each other as we are in every, in every other minute of the day. So working together doesn't add an extra strain that wasn't there already. If like an issue is that we can't find a time to record or I'm annoyed because of X, Y, Z... If I wasn't annoyed about something with the podcast, it would be about the dishes. It would be about why is the laundry... Do you know what I mean? So it's actually hasn't added a layer of complexity. If anything, it's just another point of of us engaging, which always has like both sides of like really a lot of bliss and a lot of irritation. But I think I think it's been more positive than negative. Like having this podcast together, we have mm. had to... We've uncovered things that we didn't know about each other. We've um, had conversations in ways that we don't usually. So now we're kind of very... We're thoughtful about what we say. Um, and it's been wonderful, like, discovering this side of you as well. Like, I didn't know you were a thinker. Um, but so I, for me, it's brought... And, and then and it's... For me in my life, it's another thing that we're winning at, which is so good for me. So... So it's wonderful, you know, at the end of every podcast, we feel so accomplished. There's only been one that was trash. And I don't know, I think, I don't, I don't even remember why. And we re-recorded, but only one. Um, really? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I think yeah. I was in a bad space or something. There were two, there was that one and there was another one. Okay, well, I don't remember. But yeah, so it's just been, it's been such a, so for me, it's been better for our relationship than not. Um, it's more things to come together on, um, even just little things like recording, like little videos together for the podcast. It's great. I, it, mm. for me, it's improved our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Glad, okay. glad it improved one of us. It's just different, isn't it? Cause I am the, I am the, this, I spearhead it. So I think it's very different showing up. Like you just have to show up. Mm. So you're, there are less ways for you to be annoyed. That's all. Oh. But yeah, I mean, they're just literally less ways. Like, how else? Well, I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> there are ways. Yeah, but... ways, just less. I mean, do you think you have, think there could be more ways for you to be annoyed as the person who shows up? Um, I don't know. I guess we'd have to. We'd actually have to tease it out to understand for ourselves. Maybe off air. Just, but... That is so wild. Okay. Yeah. How? Well, how, but how could you think that? I think you, I'm not saying you don't have, you don't have points of contention, but how could they be more than mine? Not, well, we're not, well, not more than yours, but that they are there. So, yeah, yeah. um, but that I think it's the thing of, um, you feel something deeply and because it, it, and it feels like I, whatever I feel can't, I can't be feeling it as deeply as you do, but, um, but I might do as well, you, you know, or, or something else might be deep to me, like. That mm. might seem not so deep to you. Oh no, but I'm not saying that. I didn't say that. So are you just counting the numbers of things that? So you said um, it's better at least for one of us, and what I'm saying is it's different because we have different roles, and like that can be. That's like just for me, like a fact. Yeah. It's not to say you don't have pain points. It's just to say that fewer because I demand so much more of you for this than you do of me for this. Ah, uh, okay. And you don't think your demands for me could could lead to pain points, like if? Oh no, I didn't say so. That I'm not saying that. But then, but then I'm saying I have more than you. If you have fifty, I have fifty four, fifty five. Because I'm editing, I'm finding out the, the content, I'm doing all these polls. Like I'm actually working yeah. beyond 
content. Yeah. That's all. I'm, I'm not saying you don't have points of contention. And I think what I'm saying is that un- unless we tease them out, we don't know that you have more than mine. Oh, okay. So you're, okay, okay. Do you, th- okay, yeah. In theory, that's true. Do you think that's I, the case I though? think I think maybe the underlying that's point true. is just because all I do is show up, I don't want um, it to feel or seem like there's nothing is involved in that. That there are processes that I go through, maybe just because of my own character as well, that I have mm. to work through myself. There are my own battles mm. that I have to overcome and go through to be here. Mm. There's also the knowledge that you've done all the the curating and everything, and then what that what that might mean for me, mm. or what you might require from me. Um, you know, there's also all the things that I cannot provide. Uh, so, like, okay. I really do think we have to, yeah. Yeah, I've never thought about that. We should discuss that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really okay. I feel like we can't. Yeah, sure. Or or not actually. It's up to you. But I no, just didn't know. I, I don't need to discuss it. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool beans. <laughs> well, so you've just seen. So had this conversation happened six months ago, we would have just stopped recording because it's tense. But we push on. So there you've had. This is actually a great case study. You've had an example of how we Com- kind of yeah, like how yeah. we I guess argue how we kind of conflict manage yeah hmm. yeah Progress. i guess we go until we both understand here's a good yeah. one who's the more popular sister that nyak wrote in well <laughs> clearly me. We said we're not saying names. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think i think in real life maybe you in online me i honestly think you think so but i think you might be like i'm very like fun timesy like that nice smell that wafts through the room yeah but you're you're like that stodgy cake that sits on the table that everyone i'm bunt cake (laughs) i'm wedding cake with like thick ass buttercream icing (laughs) i like this question so this person asked as close friends is it ever difficult to be happy for bobo when you both have podcasts that went straight for the specifically do either of you feel sort of threat or competition how do you navigate if so first of all i don't feel threatened by bobo because i'm that bitch yeah how do you feel you answer first mine will be longer because i'm obviously better friends with bobo <laughs> bobo's my queen no um we share notes and she makes me better <laughs> that's my answer um so the first question was do i ever feel hard to feel happy for okay so at the beginning when bobo and flex first started i definitely felt jealous I was super insecure. I thought, oh my gosh, I just believed in the lie capitalism sells, which is scarcity, which is that there isn't enough. There's no room for you. There can't be another. It's already done. You can. So that was, I just felt so worried or anxious that what I had would be taken away. Um, And so divesting from jealousy of my friend coincided with me divesting from jealousy in comparison of everybody so it all happened at the same time when I realized that the only thing I can do better than anyone a is be myself b the idea of wanting to be better than anyone or anything is ridiculous and again capitalism that's not a race it's not a competition I have no interest in being better than anybody it doesn't matter like that's not even a good measure so that's a caveat for point one three I've learned to mind my business and face my front what other people do has nothing to do with me, has no bearing on me. And it's so important to mind your business, um, to not focus on other people's lanes and to really focus on your own. So I think I've learned all of that because I was comparing myself to just nebulous ideas as well of people, of things, um, including my friend. 
And so that that resolution happened all at the same time. And I'm so grateful for it because it's overwhelming to compare yourselves to people mm-hmm. um, because no one will be, I mean, no one will be better at you than you. And you'll never, you'll never have all the data to do like um, a proper scientific comparison. You will never know all the mm. inner workings, all the anxieties, all the, you know, you'll never know at all. So it's do you know what I mean? perfectly point. It's absolutely pointless. And I think it helped to stop comparing as well. When I stopped thinking about highlight, when you compare, it's because you think someone has a better than you when we think people have it better, we're really, we're like contracting their experiences to only look at their highlight reels and not the work that goes in. You can only be jealous or, or rather envious of someone else's stuff if you don't think about the work, right? It's easy to be jealous or, or sorry, envious of somebody else and their accolades if I don't see what it takes. When we look at people's visible success, those are blips in a long journey of work like to get a trophy like Serena, that's taken 30 years or whatever, however long. So we're not envying or coveting the 30 years. We're coveting that blip. Mm. Um, so that's also just what I've learned. And so... Um, that's a really... Well done. Well said. Kunal. Yeah. So that's... So I don't have to navigate that anymore. That's not a thing. Did listenership become increasingly white after your feature on Bobo and Flex? And how do you feel about it? I don't know if it... It did. I guess it did become white look i gain we got more listeners and i think those listeners are well definitely from australia we can say that much um but our listeners before that were from australia anyway i felt like they were already but then you but this is the thing you knew the ge- the geographic location but you didn't know the, the race. race i never knew the race i just knew from australia okay so how i feel there was a point where i was kind of concerned um because I guess I just assumed people would look like me who would listen to my stuff. But then I realized there's nothing I couldn't talk about. It wouldn't hinder how what we spoke about anyway mm. or change it. I'm still talking about the same things I'm talking about anyway. Except last week when she tailored the entire <laughs> podcast. For the white girls and gays. <laughs> no, they, 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 they keep. Yeah. So I, I feel no type of way. And what about you, Nyak? Oh yeah, no, I'm, I feel no type of way. I'm just so happy. I'm so happy to be chatting or or uh to be useful to so many people yeah it feels awesome yeah i mean if anything i actually love it i love having an audience that isn't doesn't look like me wow maybe even more men would be nice i just think it's just increased my empathy like for my words to resonate with somebody who isn't from where i'm from doesn't look like me doesn't have the same maybe class and race struggles or gender struggle is so cool and i'm like wow we're all just fucking humans and it just helped help me look past yeah i mean an essay we are pretty um race obsessed and it just helps it just brings me back like centers me and i feel so good about that yeah it's wonderful and especially when we had those um chats like those live chats with people oh yeah that was we used to do a google hangout we did it a few times it was wonderful just meeting people yeah and and we all looked different and we were all from different places and we were all hundreds it was so nice okay next question what are the things you've learned about yourself or animals from having a cat I think what I've learned um, about having a cat was when we first got him, he was a a kitten and he was humongous in my mind. And I didn't know how I would deal with him growing. And I was petrified. Uh, First cat we've ever had, like we didn't have cats as kids. And then he grew and we just kind of grew with him and we discovered, oh, that's how cats play. Oh, that's what, that's what a a meow actually sounds like. It doesn't sound like the word meow at all. Uh, That's what, so it was, it was wonderful learning all those things. And what it taught me was that, um, um, kind of like, I don't know, like you could just, you could do life. Like somehow, somehow things will show up to like help me 
do it, figure it out or get through it was the one. Um, the number two is like, he just expects to be loved, to be fed, to be taken care of and like for the ground to be there when he falls and just like simple things that, um, it, it just taught me to kind of like, just rely on life or it made me think about that. Like just to rely on life a bit more, like just to have the expectation that Luca does. The, the third one, which is actually should have been the first one was, um, when I was feeling like overweight and ugly, um, cause I put those two together Luca would look at me the same. He didn't, I remember kept, I kept thinking, Luca doesn't give a fuck that I'm 25 kgs overweight. He just doesn't. He, he sees me and he loves me. And when I lose weight, he's not going to care. When I have nice clothes, he's not going to care. But like, it's just me he cares about, which was quite profound for me. Yeah. I think the same. I think, um, it's taught me to be more still. It's helped me remember there's bigger stuff outside myself. When you see this, like a whole other organism living and doing its thing. He's very present. Animals are present, really present and pretty like uh, tolerant for the most part. The amount of times we irritate and annoy our animals and they're just so tolerant of us. Um, So it's taught me a lot of patience and kindness actually to have another animal um, and respect, like to share the space with another creature. It reminds me that I'm an animal and I love knowing that I'm an animal. Oh, love it. What's it like? Wow. Anor, somebody asked... Oh gosh. What is the worst thing you've ever done to someone? Jesus. So my worst that I'm willing to share is, um, definitely being in romantic situations or platonic friendships where I resented the person and still staying. I think that's, um, incredibly cruel. I just think it's to resent somebody, but still stay. It's just brutal. I think it's so, so, so hurtful. Yeah. Mm. Mine was, um, that was cheating on someone that wasn't nice. I told you I cheated. You cheated on someone or you, you cheated on someone? Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. How did you forgive yourself? Oh, it was done. There was, uh, I don't know how I managed to draw the line, but it was, it was done. And, and I guess I justified it because, um, being with them were the happiest and worst times of my Mm. life. Um, at the time, I mean, I was so young. Mm. What did I? What laugh did I have? But and so I just thought this is abuse, and I'm out. And I tried to call them to break up with them when I was on the plane to Uganda, and they didn't pick up. And I was like, well, I was trying to break up with you, nigga. So in my heart, I broke it up. Lo and behold, when I landed in Uganda, did I not meet the cutest Kenyan boy waiting for me? Um, yeah, so I just went for it. <laughs> no remorse. Listen, I have. <laughs> wow. Do you yeah. reckon that's the worst thing you've done? Cheating. Especially in that context. Like that seems like light work. Yeah, it's just that the person on the other end doesn't know. Like, I I just... They, they don't know, or he didn't know, or understand. And he came back as if everything was fine. And the first conversation we had after holidays was like, hey, we need to break up. And then he hears all the rumors of, hey, like, she was in Uganda getting it. So, I don't know. It's just... Mm. I, I just I think it's yeah I don't know what it's like to be cheated on and it mm. must be hard to come back from that and so it's not nice to think that I was part of that mm-hmm. I understand yeah. yeah I like that will you marry me if I sponsor you to Europe I will will you yes okay. <laughs> 100% no questions yeah I'll do I'll do, and I'll be I'll be the perfect wife do you reckon you'd be a good wife uh yeah yeah well I think it, yeah I think especially it, to this Oscar like she's awesome <laughs> We're not, we're not allowed to say names. Only my name got called out. No, Louise. Louise. <laughs> I'm not going to conceal. Louise, if you I'll mean it, you. mean it in public, Louise. <laughs> I'm ready for you. Heart open, legs open. 
and your kid. Like, let's do it. Let's have a family. I think that's it. I think we've answered actually the No, majority. we have not. There was one about eyebrows. Oh, but how would we feel if we had no eyebrows? I would We already love basically it. have no eyebrows. Darling, you don't have many eyebrows. I don't have many either, so. Fuck off. I have eyebrows. I would love it if I had no eyebrows. <laughs> I would look so weird for me. I love it. When's my birthday? 2nd of June? We can, fun- we can fundraise for a dildo. Mukunda, when's your birthday? My birthday's 17th of March. That's coming sooner and Mukunda has no... I actually don't think a single one of you horse PayPal'd me. Just remembering that, by the way, from last week. All you white guilt bitches. <laughs> fucking pay me or else I'll report you me. to Interpol. Mukunda, they were asking for a friend. None of them have white guilt, man. This is a good one. What's wrong with you? Favorite sex position... Go. I'll ask the other questions when you answer. Oh, I can answer for you. Missionary. Mukunda's a no work. Team no work. Mine is doggy. Again, a doggy or is it cowgirl? I need to put in the elbow grease. Worst pet peeve. Worst pet peeve? Gosh, a lot of them. I have a lot of pet peeves. Just name one then. Mm. And it's not about me. Intentional body odor. Oh. From strangers. Okay, that's enough. Um, favorite travel location? Anywhere with the beach. Hmm, interesting. I kind of want to go where I can... <laughs> very, like, white backpacker. I want to be with the people. Like, I want to go to Phuket and, like, squat on the side of the road and eat cola nuts. Except when they're like, no, 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 girl. No, no, no. And then, yeah, darling, you'll... <laughs> so you... Anyway. Oh, nigga? 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 You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> Yeah, you're so silly. You are so silly. Ah, I think that's a good place to end. There was a tweet that this guy, this person was like, American, was like, gosh, I'd love to travel to Italy, but I don't want to be called a nigger. <laughs> and then someone was like, bitch, they call you a nigger in Tallahassee. Go where you want to go. Do, 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 you get that here already. Like, you're used to this. And that's what it's like to travel as a black person. Wow, what a note to end on. <laughs> Thank you so much for all the questions you Thank sent you. in. Oh my gosh thank you so much oh what one's oh gosh we missed one what's one of your favorite songs and one memory associated with that's deep dog. oh gosh i have an answer ready yeah you know got somebody she is yes. a beaut don't know who it is don't know who sings it but then they bring in the drums and that reminds me of uni with me and my besties and one of my my besties could dance like wow um yeah and that just reminds me of that and just like dancing one of my most favorite songs is jupiter by kalela it reminds me of, there's a short film that goes with it. And I realized I really want to be a director oh. um, from that. And also, I think I might have um, knocked boots to that. And the person asked. What's knocking boots sex? Yes. And then after a while, they were like, D- do you mind if we change the song? And I was like, yeah, I do mind. Like, <gasps> continue. I and really we... hope it was Spicy White. Was it him? It was. Yes! It was Turkish boy. He was getting back at you. That's why I asked you about well, Jamaicans. Do you reckon? No, I think he's just an idiot. <laughs> All right. What's your most purple childhood memory? What does that mean? I think she means most potent, like most vivid. Just answer that way. Ask again. Um, <laughs> what's your most potent childhood memory? Vivid. <laughs> okay, mine, I have so many. I remember everything from when I was three. A whole bunch of memories. So I have a lot of them. Yeah. The first time I had a cheese sandwich, a toasted cheese sandwich. Wow. I remember that. Yeah, that was great. The first time I ate clovers, four leaf clovers. I remember the first time I had a lychee. Wow. Um, I That's remember so nice. The first time I drew a heart properly. I remember all that. And you? 
I remember um, a lot of the sad memories. The happy one was I remember when I first realized I wanted to be a singer and it felt so right. Mm. And then I remember the first time I knew the concept of fat was my brother called me fat. I had the biggest tummy. I was the cutest thing, which was quite sad. Then I remember also feeling really beautiful. My dad had a friend who used to like pick me up and throw me in the air. And every time he saw me, he would comment on how beautiful I was. And I felt like such a princess. That was nice. Mm. Okay. Oh my gosh. Girls and gays. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your inquisitiveness. Thank you for your inquisitiveness. Some really hard questions, some really fun, frivolous ones. Yes. Loved it all. Some was lies, but most was truth. Oh, what? Our answers. Flossing. You don't floss, bitch. I do floss. So, until... Yak doesn't floss. You have good teeth for someone who, the way you look after them is not very good, my love. I've just got... Actually, you brush every day. I've got incredible teeth. You certainly brush every day Yeah, now. but you have to force me to brush in the morning. That, that, that I can't get this. I can't. <laughs> so, actually, let us know what you want us to talk about next. Um, I'm going to ask for podcast suggestions on my Instagram. Join our Facebook group. Send memes. Just send something fun. Thank you so much. Thank you. Go be blessed. Yes, and here's to another year of greatness. Yes, definitely. Bye. Bye.